Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. You found primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. It is primetime action on a Thursday night from the South Point. Glad you could hang with us tonight. Gil Alexander, Matt Brown, Kelly Bidlin, quadruple header of hockey tonight, uh, as well as some baseball, basketball, dark. The stage is dark tonight for the NBA. Uh, they'll resume play tomorrow night, of course. So uh, hockey has center stage, and these games are uh, underway in the Eastern Conference, Western Conference games still to come, game twos of respective series. And to help us along, we bring in hockey analyst here at VEASAN and, of course, at Sportsnet in Canada as well. You can follow him on Twitter at Digital Gambler. It's our buddy Andy McNeil. How you doing, Andy? I'm doing pretty good, guys. Sorry I, I'm running a bit late tonight. I, I guess I'm, I've reached the mental capacity limit here and totally uh, slipped my mind that I was supposed to do this at 8.45. I apologize. Wow. <laughs> wow. It's come to that. M- more than anything. Yeah. This is this is five. No, no, it's not you guys. It's It's, it's it's uh, you know, it's just a, it's been a crazy week. <laughs> Andy, I believe it, and I listen and listen. I'm surprised that you're still coming and doing these spots because Kelly refuses to put your new fancy picture up on your on your call <laughs> on your call board here, and I would not come on again until until the new fancy picture was up. This is this is laziness on Kelly's part. We've talked about this for the last five, four or five weeks that you've come on here. Yeah. Well, we'll get it up there eventually. You brought it up once, but yeah, okay. We'll do an end around. <laughs> Kelly, let me brought it up once. <laughs> all right. So, um, as far as all your pre-flop bets are concerned, everything's looking fairly good except for the Bruins. Uh, Caps, whether no matter the outcome tonight, they're down three to one. Caps got their uh, their game down in Florida already. Um, Flames giving a game and a half. They're off to a one nothing lead in their series. Of course, the Lightning got a game down in Toronto yesterday. Uh, but the Bruins are down two to nothing. Every time we looked up at the screen last night, Andy, the the Hurricanes, or as you like to call them, the Hurricanes, which you don't know that you can't tell the difference. Between I don't. Teams. I don't know the difference. I cannot <laughs> tell the difference. Right? You guys are you guys are you guys are messing with me. <laughs> so every time we looked up, it wasn't just a power play; like it was a five on three or something. Like the Bruins had no chance. What was up with that last night? There was a parade through the box. Uh, Marchant got mixed up with the, the young goaltender in Carolina there. He got fined $5,000 today. I'm, I'm sure that's really hurting his wallet. Um, but at one point, I think there was four or five Bruins in the penalty box. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was a rough game. It's, uh, it's, uh, there's, there's definitely a, a hatred there. Um, Hampus Lindholm, who was the Bruins' big trade deadline acquisition, Charlie McAvoy's partner on the blue line, uh, he's been an important part to Boston's uh, defensive uh, system since since coming over at the trade deadline, and he's not going to be in, in uh, available for Game Three after getting uh, taking a huge hit from Andre Svechnikov. So um, yeah, I think they're they're going back to Jeremy Swayman in Game Three. Things aren't looking great for the Bruins, but you know they, they I mean they've they've really had trouble cashing in on their chances, but their their chances have been there. I don't think the the 10-3 combined score of the first two games is uh, 
you know, a, a very good reflection of what would happen if we played these games over and over again. I think Boston uh, owned the majority of, of the Great A scoring chances. They didn't they didn't cash in on them. Uh, they they owned the majority of the shots. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's going to be tough if they they go down uh, three games to none. Obviously, but um, I haven't I haven't counted them out yet. But I've got quite a bit of exposure now. I have the three flop series bet. I took a small bet on them at plus one seventy. Uh, prior to Game Two to win the series, uh, and lost both money line bets in both Game One and Game Two. So I mean, I might just admit defeat here, see where it goes, you know, and see if I can recoup some of that money with uh, with the series win if they do come back. So you would you would not double down here with the plus three forty adjusted series price on the Bruins then? Well, it would be like tripling down. Tripling at this point. down. So, yeah, <laughs> I'm just, true. I'm just uh, yeah. It's, it seems like you know sometimes the universe is is against you, and it, it sure seems like uh, uh, the Bruins aren't going to get it, aren't going to get any breaks here. Andy, we do have a faceoff here in about twenty five minutes. The Predators and the Avalanche. Right now, the Avalanche are all the way up to a minus three seventy favorite at DraftKings plus two eighty five. If you want the Predators, is there a way to go about betting this one? It's tough. This is a, a mismatch of. Epic proportions, but uh, they've got Connor Ingram coming into the game tonight. The Predators do. Uh, he has three NHL games under his, under his belt, uh, but he's got pedigree. He was, you know, a, a bit of a highly touted goaltending prospect, I guess. He's 25 years old. He's, you know, an unknown um, quantity, but uh, the other option, David Riddick, he is uh, a known quantity, and, and we know that he, he isn't any good. So uh, I guess there's a little hope here for the, the Preds to, to maybe you know get some have an inspired effort with their with their young goaltender uh, in the net. But I mean, for this Avalanche team, it's Stanley Cup or bust. I, I think, given where they are and what has happened the last couple of seasons, uh, if, if anything you know less than a Stanley Cup championship or at least a Stanley Cup final appearance uh, will be will be a big failure for this team. And uh, it doesn't look like they're going to roll over for the Predators. I mean, it should be a, a should be a sweep. Should be over in four or five games. Um, and uh, if it was David Riddick in net, I would be much more inclined to, to bet an over four and a half goals uh, on the team total for the Colorado Avalanche. But uh, with Connor Ingram coming in, like I said, I don't know a whole lot about this goaltender. Nobody does. Uh, at the NHL level, so it's a, a little bit of a, a little, little bit more uncertainty there in terms of uh, what we're going to see at the Preds tonight. You do have a play on uh, the Flames of Calgary tonight, though. Yeah, I do. Uh, I, I, I had the Flames to cover the puck line uh, in Game One. They did not. They did dominate that game, but Jake Ottinger was was very good, um, probably better than, than Jacob Markstrom had to be because the Dallas Stars only generated 16 shots. They only generated 36 shot attempts. The league average for uh, on a per game basis is around 60, and I believe they only had two shots from the slot area, which is just uh, mind-boggling, really. Um, and uh, I, I had no problem coming back on Calgary here. I've got them to win the series uh, by at least uh, two games, so they got to win in six or less. Um, and uh, and I'm taking them again here on the puck line at around plus 110. I think it might have come down, but. I'm okay at plus 105, even 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 money. Andy, we're not going to have a chance to talk to you before the Leafs and the Lightning tomorrow. This series, obviously, uh, two games, two very different outcomes. Looking at the Lightning as very slight favorites as we sit right now. Any thoughts here? 
Yeah, I mean, uh, so I, I've got Tampa to win the series. Um, I had them in game one, and they were awful. And, you know, typically, I mean, I'm usually able to get over those mental hurdles and, you know, where you watch a team that you bet on play so poorly and, it's you know, it's somewhat tough to go back to them in game number two, but you kind of know it's the right decision, uh, given that they probably won't be as bad as they were in, in game one. And that was the case, the Lightning. Uh, brought a lot of physicality uh, to the game, and uh, and the Maple Leafs were, were undisciplined. So um, I, I expect what we'll see over the next few games or however many games are remaining in this series is kind of something in the middle. But I'm not going to reach too much on the Lightning here. I think I think um, I think the Toronto Maple Leafs are, are a great hockey team, uh, and uh, and I, I would say this series is far from over for sure. Two things. One, Andy, we have placed your new picture up on the screen when your picture comes up, so that is a development. And two, uh, even though the Caps are losing here 3-1, 541 left in the I second. Already bet them to... you already... I already bet them live. You already bet them live? What did you bet? That was where I was yeah. going. What did you get? So I took, the... I took around 8-1 to one at the first intermission when they were down 2 nothing. They made a 2-1, and Florida came back about 40 seconds later um, and, and made it uh, and made it 3-1. Uh, and then I I, I, I bid a, I bid again at around ten to one. So um, that was my strategy in the in game one. I, I bet them uh, pre I bet the the Capitals pregame uh, and got a little better than five to one uh, in game when they were on a, a penalty kill uh, and and they came from behind to win. Uh, pretty unlikely that they do so tonight. Uh, that was the first time all season thirty nine and zero the Panthers were prior to that game when leading after two periods and, and the Capitals are the, the, the one in thirty nine and one now. So um they're they're playing well though. They 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 outshot in game one they outshot the Panthers thirty eight to thirty two. They had nineteen slot uh, slot shots. The Panthers only had nine. It was a very uncharacteristic performance from Florida. But here we go again. The Capitals are out shooting the Panthers twenty three to twelve. They're they're playing great hockey. I mean um, I would not feel comfortable if I was on a big favorite like the Panthers um, and and being outplayed like they have been uh, through through two, ga- two games. So win or lose, I'm I'm very comfortable uh, backing the Capitals here. Unfortunately, Tom Wilson uh, was out tonight, and you know how much much he needs to this team. Mm-hmm. Um, but hopefully, he'll be back in the series, and uh, and hopefully, the Caps can uh, can can pull off another upset here in in a game or two. Andy, about 90 seconds, but we were having a debate. A shots on goal debate, SOGs, if you will. If do they will. matter or do they not matter? Well, I understand you want quality shots as much as humanly possible, but isn't trying to just flick it towards the goal as many times as possible still a good thing? Yeah, I mean, I think I think players have gotten smarter and in, in, in a lot of ways. I think like scoring is up this year, and I think that has a lot to do with analytics, whether directly or indirectly, and, and a lot less um, and you know, a lot of a lot better decision making when it comes to uh, you know where you're where you're taking your shots from. Um, I I'm always I'm always going to be a quality over quantity guy, but uh, the, there there definitely is something to be said about uh, you know looking for that lucky bounce, especially yeah. um, especially when there's traffic in front of the net. So it's it's never a bad idea to put the puck on the net. Yeah, Funny, not us. We're 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 sogs around here. Funny things happen when you shoot <laughs> shoot the puck. On the rebound. Andy, we appreciate it. Yeah, was- Enjoy the rest of your night, man. All right. Take care, guys. Thanks for having me on. Andy McNeil, everybody, at Digital Gambler. I guess he's in Toronto still.
and it? looking and looking good and the, looking uh, good on the on nope. the uh, in the new picture. There. This, this is his cool pick. You know, this is the hey, I'm big time now. He's checking out his cell phone. Yeah, yeah. Better, better believe it. I'm big time now. Look at that. Look at that guy right there. That's Andy McNeil. Like that's the Adam Schefter, uh, right? Like, hey, I'm busy. Had I'll you, be on in a minute. Had you not seen his new look on Sportsnet and had just run into him like that for the first time, would you know that that was Andy? No. Not a chance you'd know. Probably not. If he was clean shaven too down low like he is up top, yeah. yeah. Okay. We'll come back. More coming on VEASAN's Primetime Action. Updating everything next. You are looking live at Primetime Action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VEASAN, the sports betting network. Back on Primetime Action, live from the South Point Hotel Casino, tip of the strip. I was in my chair. What are you talking about? Hey, everything is perfectly fine, except for the fact that the Panthers scored again. Yeah. Yeah. Boo! Four to one, Florida Panthers over 2018 Stanley Cup champs. Kelly has a... Has a Jeff Parlay on the uh, he does. on the Capitals, and that's not going to. He does have a Jeff Parlay on that's it. Not gonna, it is toast. That's not going to. Caps happen. and Avs tonight. <laughs> I'm going to have to find something else to do with my evening. Apparently, <laughs> you're not. Yeah, you have no sweat. <laughs> no sweat tonight. Yeah, uh, not uh, sitting on the couch watching three whole hours of hockey. Apparently, after the show, yeah, oh, man. might have to do some laundry or something, <laughs> or like clean up or whatever. All those things you've been putting off. For no like NBA tonight. Cinco de Mayo. I'm thinking Kelly might have to go out for a drink. Tonight. A little margarita. Cinco de Mayo. You celebrate Cinco de Mayo? I mean, not not really, right. but not really. That said, I, I'm okay with you bringing up Cinco de Mayo as long as we got the whole program through last night without anyone bringing up the whole Star Wars oh. thing. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I'm with you. Like, I'm with like, you. It's got gotten out of that. It's gotten got, out of control. Yeah, we got through that. And I'm glad that we were able to get through it. It was kind of cute like eight years ago when people would bring it up. Now everybody does. Every show does it. Every Twitter account. Every had Twitter to put account. Out at least three to four yesterday. And I'm kind of like, you're not unique. I've already seen that one. Like, <laughs> you, yeah, you have too. Come on. What are you doing? I'm with you, man. Matt, Matt. Oh. oh, another goal for the oh, Panthers. Well. Make it five to one. Kelly really has nothing to do tonight. I, I bet you can get better than 10 to one now. Yeah. And he got a bad number. Matt and Kelly, of course, referring to May the 4th be with you. <laughs> He's going ahead and just chalking it up. What's that? He's just chalking it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like, you want it now? I'm like, yeah, go yeah, ahead. Go just go ahead. Yeah. Hey, are you aware that Alice Ovechkin plays for the Caps? You don't know. Can um, you hit a two-pointer these days in hockey? No? <laughs> you yeah, the star, the, you cannot. There is, yeah, what, no, what, what if you ricochet it off the other team's elbow mm, and hits the that ice? Be oh, wait, that already happened. Like, hey, we'll play with three people, but if we score, we get two. <laughs> also, like, also one goal. Like, yes. that would be, like, yeah. but if you could just make that, like, that, see, I've got good, good ideas for hockey. This is good <sighs> ideas. Hmm. You know about this, the Star Wars thing is interesting, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, my, Are you a fan? Let me ask. Of you. Star Wars? Yes. Oh, no. No, you Dude, do not even, like Star Wars. Even okay. when the original Star Wars, I was a little kid when the original Star Wars, and my older brother was so into that. And so my dad took us because my brother begged him. Biggest theater in D.C., the Uptown Theater. When, when it was in the theater. And even at that age, I was like, this is 
I don't get it. Like, you know, like, I'm a fan. I've seen most of the stuff, but not, like, people go nuts over it, right? And the, the, the one that actually me and the me and the guys downstairs were having this discussion yesterday, I was asking why Tom checked this because I knew he knew more than I did, where I'm like, I get Disney Plus just rolls out Marvel series or yeah. and Star Wars series one after the other. I get the Marvel ones have to come from a comic book, but then, like, the, the Star Wars ones, are, are people just sitting in a room somewhere being like, What's uh? What kind of idea can we come up with yeah. here for a Star Wars themed yes. sort of show? They are writing. Yes, they are writing. They're writing everything from scratch. Like that's amazing because they me. bought the rights for a billion right. dollars from George Lucas, and they're gonna and they're gonna get they're every gonna get the single dollar out of it. Yes, it's just yeah. incredible. It's like, what if Yoda had a grandson? And uh, <laughs> let, let's go with that idea. Yeah, Rangers score by the way four to two now. Rangers uh, extend their lead over the Penguins. Must win situation. Uh, wh- where do you stand on Star Trek? See, I'm a I'm a wars over Trek all day long. Well, me, me too. Trek. You know what was weird though? I wow. remember having this conversation like like a year ago. With my dad kind of, kind of scared me when I learned he was a big Trekkie back in the day. Yeah, I was like, when did that happen? Like, what? I don't remember that from my childhood at all. And it was a lot of it was probably before I was born. But so my my brother ended up being. I don't even know when did Star Trek even begin. Star Trek? Yeah. I want to say late 60s. Okay, yes. So some of it was probably even before I was born. Some of it might have been before I was born, for all I know. The, 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 um, so my brother ends up being best friends with the guy who's like the showrunner of Star Trek for many years. And so for, for like a four to five year period, I would join him to go to the Star Trek convention here in Las Vegas. <laughs> so like I would go over that out of just people watching. So right? the first year, the, yeah, the first year I went, I'm like, oh my god, because you have grown adults in full like Klingon outfits or whatever, yeah, lining up to ask questions of like the show writers, and they would ask it with like the gravitas of like the New England Journal of Medicine. They would be like, so in uh, <laughs> Deep Space Nine, season four, episode nine. And keep in mind they're in full Klingon outfit, right? <laughs> Dave Space Nine, Season 4, Episode 3, when you wrote that the so-and-so said so-and-so to what, what did you intend with that? And the writer would be like, I don't remember writing that at all. Like, sir, it's hard to take you seriously with your water gun phaser attached to your hip. And the second year I went, I'm like, oh, my God, this is ridiculous. And it's like they tried to set the record for most people in Star Trek shirts in one room on planet Earth. That was like their big thing that year. But you know what? By season, by, by, by the fourth or fifth time I went, and it did end at five, by the way. You know what I thought to myself? I'm like, who am I to judge these people? Oh, totally. Who am I to judge these people? Because you know what? They probably look at me and they're like, oh, you can name the entire Georgetown starting five in 1984? Who's to say you're any less strange than we are? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. there, There are several people who would look at us and be like, you bet on the 18th game of the baseball season? That's exactly right. Like a random middle of the, yeah, like on a team that, it's your team, right? Like, well, the no, dr- it's just two teams. The draft, just- right? Like, so you're not betting on an event. You're betting on humans picking another person at a certain spot yeah. in yes, the draft. Right. Like that's, that's correct. Insane. That's what I did. That, that is crazy. What we do with that. So there's, yeah. there's that being said. So like, so it makes the world go round. But it is going yeah. back to the Star Wars thing though. Like a Jedi is basically the ultimate. <laughs> Because you're basically, because you're basically like you're like a superhero and an incredible like athlete. Because like you know they can just like basically jump like the whole world, and you can do mind mind tricks. Yeah, like you're basically like the ultimate person if you're a Jedi. That's right. You're 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 better than all of the other Mm -hmm. every things else. So yeah, but you like you can't straight up fly, right? Like I'd rather be Superman than a Jedi. No. 
I've referenced Jedi Mind Trick, though, in a numbers game many times. Like, some situation, I wish I could remember which now, where, like, uh, some coach did it to another coach. Where you, like, Jedi Mind Trick the other coach into doing something really, really stupid. So, I mean, it extends past that into pop culture. I'm all about the Jedi. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, Five I, to two Rangers. Oh, boy. The Penguins. Every, by the way, have you noticed that every one of these hockey games is a blowout? Like, how few of these have been close games in this postseason? So, if you're so going to bet on one of the teams, our advice would be to bet the puck line on them. <laughs> well, so far it would have worked out. There we go. See, we're this is, honestly like through four, 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 through four nights of hockey or three and a half nights of hockey. Very few of these have been close. Anyway, was that your Star Wars rant right there? Bob? Yeah, yeah, I'm good. You know, Jedi, basically the best. Yeah, it was well done all around. There, yeah, was well no, done. there was no, there was no May the Fourth be with you. Yesterday. We we gave ourselves a A minus for that. Oh, let's uh, shall I remind people of Paul Spore's uh, picks because these baseball games are about to come. Yeah, uh, and you'll back me up here, Kelly, because we did have a little confusion on the picks earlier. Yes, we did. Uh, but he is on the Tampa. Well, Tampa Bay's already started. Tampa Bay first five. Did that already start? No, it did not. That's coming up. Tampa Bay first five against the Mariners. Uh, he is on the Cardinals, also starting in about 17 minutes uh, against the Giants. Now that Logan Webb is not listed for the Giants, he's on the Cardinals. And number three, he's on the over in the Marlins game. Yeah, over in the Marlins Padres. Okay. Now, now, are we are we certain he did go to the Cardinals side of it, or is it just where he wasn't betting the Giants anymore? I think he, no, said, he said he's betting. He, he said, said the, the Cardinals. Okay. Yes. Yeah. He said he said no. I'm yeah. now on the opposite. That's yeah. what he said. So fade or follow, Paul Spore with a three pack of picks because he did say that the Giants were going to go with a lefty loaded lineup, which they did. Uh, Yastrzemski, Peterson, Crawford, Gonzalez, and Volser all lefties there. So they, they're going with a, a lefty-heavy lineup there against uh, Miles Michaelis, which he said actually doesn't really matter because he's pretty split-neutral. So he wasn't worried about that. Wasn't worried about it. We the, shall see. The other thing about that Star Trek convention is people will get married, right? People get married there. Like this, they oh, found man. each other, right? They found each other through their mutual love of Star Trek. A science fiction television show. Do you realize that, like, when it's like fun facts about Gil Alexander, yeah. this is now just going to be buried in my brain. Yeah. That at some point in his life, he went to five straight years of Star I Trek conventions. Five in a row. They're that, so that's enjoyable. Impressive. There's a new hotel at Disney World, the one in Florida, that's like a couple G's a night, but you like transform into, like, you are full on. <laughs> Like in Star Wars, like, your like, reservations? like there's like droids. <laughs> what are you going, around. Matt? What like, are you going? Like there's like droids rolling around uh, and like the whole night. Like yeah. you're full on like wow. in Star Wars. So it's like you're paying for obviously the the experience on top of. Like, well, when you guys were hotel. were rattling off rattling off your golf picks last night, like I'm daydreaming looking at a screen, and the Philly fanatic is like using a squirt gun to knock out stormtroopers. So again, it's, it's, it's like it's everywhere to this day. There's still Star Wars references, and everyone's familiar with it. It's incredible. Ryan Hyatt wants to know if Matt were a Star Wars character, who would he be? Oh, good question, Ryan Hyatt. The awesomest one. I know. Like this is an obvious answer. You would just be Yoda, right? He's the most. Powerful oh, actually, Jedi I did not ever. think he was going that way. I thought he was going to go Harrison Ford for sure. He wasn't even a Jedi. Why would I? What? He's the coolest if guy. If I have Come a on, chance man. to be one of the people, why would I pick one of the ones that's not a Jedi? Why would I pick one of the weak ones? What's his name again? <laughs> Han Solo. Han Solo. <laughs> Han Solo. You'd because Han's the cool dude, man. Any Jedi over Han Solo. Any of them. I'd be the guy walking out of the theater. I'm just not into it, man. Never. My brain just doesn't work that way. But five Star Trek conventions in a row, baby. Yes.
almost as many Sloans in a row. All right, we'll come back. Some basketball talk next right here on Vston's Primetime Action. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Get your edge this playoff season with the Body Armor Edge Basketball Throwdown. Join four free ha- uh, free fantasy hoops contests, that is, and play for your share of $20,000 in total cash prizes while the action unfolds on the court. Head to DraftKings.com slash Body Armor Edge now to draft your best lineup and find out if you'll outlast the competition. Body Armor, more than a sports drink. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. And uh, we were just we were just in passing. We just happened to catch that. Miguel Cabrera singled in that game. Mm-hmm. That was actually a thing. He moved to 31st all time. 31st all time. On the hit on the hit list. And soon he will crack the top 30, I believe. And uh, tied Al Kaline with that hit. Oh, man. The great Al Kaline of the Detroit Tigers. I say Lou Brock is a couple players above him on that list. So, so yeah. Some greats. Before it's all said and done, because he's not going to go yeah. hitless the rest of the no. season. I mean, yeah, I mean he'll be in the mid twenties for sure. Raymond Edmond tweets uh, the over on Gil going to uh, Star Trek conventions at four and a half cashes at over a hundred to one. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, that and the Ottoman Empire reference from earlier Thank in you. the show. If you had that on the bingo card tonight, whew. Uh, the you know the the other thing I failed to mention about that was when when they would ask these questions again, full Star Trek. Klingon regalia, whatever they are in Star Trek, right? Asking these very, like, edgy, you know, just absolutely well-researched questions. And it would be like, you know, in Next Generation Season 4, Episode 9, Act 3, when the so-and-so, when the captain asks so-and-so this question, the hilarious part about it was that everybody else in the audience would be like, oh, yeah, 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 I remember. Sure. <laughs> I I mean, everybody, everybody knows that. I actually have the same question. I'm glad <laughs> he answered, asked this. <laughs> it's killing me. <laughs> oh, my right eye is attacking me, by the way. Oh, no. Burning sensation. This studio does weird things yeah, at night. This studio. Yep. We've all it's the mixing of the five different kinds of lights, where you don't really know which uh, types of rays are hitting you in the in the eyeballs. Either that, or I've become very emotional. I think it's uh, it's that you get the you know we we might get some steak and shake uh, just uh, oh grill smoke that gets pumped in here during the show. A combination yeah. of a bad fumigation system at the South Point with with steak and shake. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know, but it it affects us all. I don't know what's going on, but. There is no basketball tonight. Do you have any pre-flop plays for tomorrow night or Saturday? I don't tomorrow. I do for Saturday. Saturday, I played the Bucks. I did play. I played about two and a half when that opened. Um, smaller bet for me. I think there's. I think. I think this this series is still up for grabs a little bit. I got some question marks, but I do think Milwaukee, and especially seeing. Giannis kind of struggle in that first half of that last game and bouncing back second half. And this is the worst handicap ever. But the just even him having the look in his eye and then was going hard at the basket every time he could. That's what he needs to do. Matt Brown is happy, Matt. No, I just need Robbie Grossman. <laughs> so, Robbie yeah. Grossman to do something here. I did bet that already. Uh, Gil, the two games tomorrow are tough. Go- Golden State, I think I was saying this off air. Golden yeah. State, I might end up betting. I think that the number... The number to me is a little too big, but man, do I think the Warriors are going to come back and and, and bounce back strong in that game? I think game they're going to destroy them. I, I, I think what it's going to it's going to end up being probably as a first half bet for me on the Warriors. I think I'm more comfortable with that than a full game bet of just the whole. I think seven points is a lot of points for a team that I do I do have enough respect for with the with the Memphis Grizzlies. Um, that yeah. I might I might just play a, th- a first half of three and a half or four something like that. 
uh, might be the play for me there. But yeah, the what the two tomorrow because those are the two Saturday games, I believe. Right. I think we get the Suns, Mavericks, and and Philly Heat tomorrow. No, and, no, no. Do we? No, I think we get the same too. We get the Sixers. We get the Sixers and Heat. the two games that were yesterday are tomorrow. Yeah, Heat, Sixers, Suns, Mavs tomorrow. Yeah. So the, Wait, remember, what you said? no, no, you you switched them up. You you combined them. Oh, okay. I combined yeah. them. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Golden State's on Saturday, and the Bucks are on Saturday. Correct. Sorry, but yeah. yeah the, the the two tomorrow night, I don't really, I don't really have much. Well, on you that. can't do anything with the Sixers not knowing about Embiid. I mean, you can't do anything right now, and yeah. I'm not. If there's one game where the Mavericks are, are going to win, I think it would have to be the game tomorrow. And I'm not. So I I don't I don't have any interest in that one either. It it, it would be Suns live in that game if well, somehow they get down. That's a pick 'em now, huh? Suns Mavs. Yeah. That was the Suns by a point and a half this morning. So I guess the Mavericks took a little bit of money on that. It is. You can find both teams favored by one rest of country right now. Mm. So either either team has a has a book that you can find them favored by one. The Penguins have pulled their goalie with four minutes left. Down this three. could get fun. Down three. And Robbie Grossman does not come through for you. Oh. Sorry. Runners at the corners. You're, you're, we were saying your, your handicap on Scoobles has been great. Except the Astros' bats are not. Except the uh, Tigers' bats are not co- cooperating. Six hits, just nothing to show for. Yeah, nothing. To One show nothing for. Astros midway through the fifth. Um, nothing for you tomorrow night either. Well, no, because I mean I have that huge liability on the Heat. Yeah, we'll just be all rooting so, like, yeah, for the Heat. I'm, like <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm just. Well, this is, this is it's funny. I've I've gotten this in both both hockey and basketball. Right now, I have series bets galore. Heat and Bucks. In the NBA, and then I, I tailed all of Andy's in, in hockey, which means Lightning, Caps, Blues. And so Lightning, Caps, Blues, there's one more. I'm forgetting. Lightning, Caps, Blues, I don't even remember anymore. Um, Bruins. Bruins not being the good one. And so I am, yeah, I am not incentivized to play individual games right now either as much as I might otherwise. And what we're referring to, if you guys weren't with us that night, is we we caught the Embiid news right on a break, basically. We we, we usually get hosed on this show where we miss, miss, the news comes in, we don't get a chance to bet it, but we got the news right when we were on uh, uh, during a break and able to bet the Heat uh, series price before it got adjusted. So we all bet it and all bet it pretty large, I believe. So we're all Heat fans here. So this empty net situation is is interesting because did did you for a moment even think to yourself, oh, I want to bet an over now, in game over? Trying to think what they're trying to see where it's even at. It's still five to two. Nothing has happened since the Penguins emptied the net. It was a lot of oh, why is he back out there? Well, because they're because they do the face off that he'll skate off. That's so it's just so ridiculous. If you're if you're willing to give up the empty net goals, it is anyway. Then what are you, what are you doing? How no, but the they switch it quick, it? so like now they they have control, right? Look, look he's, in a, he's in a he's in a he's in a little small box. See, look, he's wasted all this time where they could have had more guys out there. Well, he's off the ice now. This is no, the, he's up in the corner. It's the old green zone Jeff Parle sweat cam they're using. Yeah. <laughs> what is that? The green zone Jeff Parle. Well, yeah, because Jeff would all, Jeff would do the what was it market watch right during uh-huh. the afternoon? Yeah. And they don't. He'd always hang out in the sports book. Oh, I see. And watch games. Sweat watch. And and you know, Parl's better than anybody. Yeah. He'd have seventeen bets going tonight, and we could just put a little camera on him and tell exactly how things were going. The best Parl's while uh, you know bet while he's here at the South Point store was Wishnev when he had the totals in the NFL. Parl's would would play by play his bet as it was happening. So he had he'd have an over in an NFL game, yeah. and there'd be a pick, and Parl's would jump out of his seat, and he goes. 
go return it all the way back because it doesn't matter who scores for our over. Let's do, you know, like he would like go through the whole thought process of his bet out loud as his left arm did this the whole time. <laughs> I love the kid so much. I think my best par- Parl's betting interaction ever. He's rifling through all these tickets he had for one one weekend. I don't remember what sport it was. He's like, check it all. It was a bunch of futures. He's like, check out all these tickets I got. He's like, he's like, I hammered these books at the, the numbers. I got great numbers. Like they, uh, they're way off market. Like these were silly numbers they put up. And I'm like going through the physical tickets, and I'm like, wait, but the, these all lost. And he's like, yeah, I know, but I killed them on the numbers. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> CLV. Oh yeah. The CLV. Wherever We've the CLV shop there. is at. We've all been there. I think I had an entire baseball season. It was either 2013 or 2015. Where it's like I destroyed for a year of CLV losing season. <laughs> yeah. It's like, thanks, CLV. Oh, it is great. frustrating. I'm so great I beat you. That's going to set up a shop, though, one day. The CLV shop. Trade <laughs> it in. Yeah, trade it in. Kelly Bidlin's CLV shop. You get a T-shirt oh, no. or something. What <laughs> happened to the Rangers goalie? The Rangers goalie is down. And now they're fighting about it because. Whoa. Oh, my goodness, is he down. That, did, that is not a good-looking picture right there. Astro solo shot. Sorry, man. Well, I've seen more goalies go down in these playoffs than, than I ever have in the NHL. Still 5-2, to 204 left. Rangers look to be in control. He's but, back uh, up now. He's a hockey player. Shesterkin, Igor Shesterkin was like, looked like he was, oh, he took it right there. Oh. Yeah. Took him a while to get up there. Two but, to nothing uh, Astros, though. Is that maybe a shot to the growing? I, the I growing. think might have, might have <laughs> growing, clipped it. The growing from a penguin? Yeah. Penguin? Yeah. Yeah, that looked like that might have been yeah. a... Yeah. That was Carter who uh, checked him right there. Bang! That's oh, a great hockey talk right here. Caps, and, meanwhile, trail the Panthers 5-1, to one, opening seconds of the third period. So if the Caps were to come back here for Andy McNeil, he would need, he would need a Herculean effort for Washington. And uh, the two late games, again, both uh, big favorites, Calgary... And Colorado, remember Colorado the other night, up two to nothing on the Preds within three minutes, up five to nothing by the end of the first period. So that is, there's a reason why that's priced minus 320 on the game. You didn't do any hockey parlays today? I didn't take a shot on all of them? No, you know, I looked at them and I thought I would just make a losing baseball bet instead. So <laughs> that's what you decided yeah. to do. All right. Well, it's your prerogative, man. Yeah, yeah. You can do what you want to do. I think someone famous once said that. Hey, how about some UFC 274 talk next? How about some Brett Okamoto joining us? Let's do that. Good fight weekend. Not only that, but Canelo's fighting as well. Yeah, huh? yeah. All right. We'll do that next. Brett Okamoto joins us from uh, ESPN. We're happy to talk UFC 274 with him on the other side, right here on VEASAN's Primetime Action, live from the South Point. with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Kentucky Derby Saturday. Right now, VSIN's offering you a special $9.99 Kentucky Derby betting guide with previews of all the horses and jockeys for every race, plus best bets for the entire weekend, including the run for the roses. Pre order your copy now for only $9.99 at VSIN.com slash Derby Guide. That's VSIN.com slash Derby Guide. Are you going to figure out which horse's parents ran better in the mud? <laughs> That's I'm with you. I can't really get there with that. It's a, like it's a little tough. So you're trying to tell me 
that that horse's parents father enjoyed running in the mud. So therefore, so ergo, he also as well too. <laughs> he also as well too enjoys running in the mud. Hmm, interesting. Yeah. By the way, I was checking the uh, the Canelo line for those interested because not only do we have the Derby, but we have boxing. We have UFC. Boxing. Uh, Canelo's minus five forty five. Dimitri Bivol plus three eighty eight coming back. Yeah. You will not have a wager no, on that, nor will I. We will on UFC 274, though, and to help us along from ESPN, Brett Okamoto joining us. How you doing, Brett? I'm doing good. How are you guys? Doing very well. Can we start off by saying you wear many hats over there at ESPN? You now do a uh, a betting show. Tell us about that. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I host the show with uh, Ian Parker. He's, he's been in the business for a long time. He's been around the industry for years, and he does, like, um, the PFL, he's in the broadcast, he's, he's given gambling advice on if there's an MMA fight or an MMA promotion, he's all over it. So, yeah, it's fun. I actually just saw Ian here in Phoenix. We're going to tape our show tomorrow. You can find it on YouTube. And I think it's good. I'm probably biased, but I think it's good. <laughs> I think it's good information. <laughs> I would say you are biased, Brett, but uh, yes, it is. I'm, I'm positive that it is good. I've watched it uh, several times now. Let's Let's start. Let's not really go to the the early prelim card here. Let's just stick to the main prelim so that we can be sure and have time for all all of the main card here. When we look, you know, there there's there are four fights I think that are pretty decent here. But from a betting perspective, we do see a couple with some a, a little bit of lopsided odds. Specifically, Andre Fiala was uh, minus three fifty. Is is there anything that you have on this on the prelim card that you kind of stand out as maybe some value? Uh, it's, it's like you guys said, man, I've, I've, I've kind of, um, I leave like, like, uh, the, the betting advice prelim stuff to Ian, because if you're going to bet the prelims, like you, you want to dig in, you know, I mean, everybody on the main card you, you're familiar with, you know, you're familiar with the storylines. You feel like you get a sense, the prelims, you got to do kind of a deep dive and you want to, I, I think you want to, um, kind of study up. So I don't want to give you guys bad advice. Um, I'd have some opinions on the main card, but yeah, the prelim cards, I kind of leave to my boy Ian. So you'll have to watch the show tomorrow for those. Let's go. Let's go to the main card. Let me just throw out one randomly. How about the lightweight match involving Donald Cowboy Cerrone? Where do you stand on this one? He is a minus one sixty-five favorite against Joe Lauzon. That is one of those ones where I think the, the odds makers kind of got it right. Um, I don't really. I, that's about what I think the line should be. You know, you you got Cowboy, and of course, like everybody is aware that Cowboy has. It's been a long time since he's got a win. You know, it's been three years since he's had a win. I actually thought he beat Anthony Pettis. Um, in 2020, so you know you turn that into a win, and the losing streak doesn't look as bad. But Cowboys, he, he's had a long career. He's stuffed a lot of action into that long career. You know, I mean, I was talking to him this week, and the guy between the UFC and the WC had 48 fights. I mean, that's I can't. Oof. It's hard to even wrap my head around that. You know, and on, on one hand, that's a lot of experience that he can draw from. On the other hand, that's a lot of miles to be putting on. So I think it's good that he took an entire year off. This is the first time we've seen Donald in a year. I also think talking to him, and I'm not stepping out on a limb here, he's been very emotional. Like, he, he cried at media day. He's got his kids here. There's, you know, speculation or at least, you know, questions about, like, could this be the last time we see him? So I don't love taking a, a fighter who's coming into a fight under a lot of emotional distress. I think it's just like a variable that you can't really figure out. But if Cowboy is, is, is on top of his game, I mean, Joe Lozon hasn't fought in a couple years either, and Joe was, you know, a great lightweight for the company for many, many years, but um, he was never as good as Cowboy. He's never been um, as accomplished as Cowboy, and, you know, he's kind of facing the same sort of wear and tear. So I think if Cowboy is on, 
then um, then that, that that line is about appropriate. But Cowboy has been really hard to predict over the course of his entire career. Man, sometimes he shows up, sometimes he doesn't. So I, I don't know what to do with that fight, but I think the line's about right. Brett, we got Shogun Hua and Ovin St. Pru. You look at this one, there was a time where Shogun it was on a pretty rough stretch that included a loss to OSP throughout the course there. Now it's OSP that's kind of on a stretch here that isn't the greatest. If you look at this one, I mean, he is the he is the favorite here over over Shogun. And, you know, I, I think I wonder if the better way to bet this one is just for this thing to to not go the distance, right? If you look at OSP, six of his last eight have been finished in some way, shape, or form, whether he got finished or he did the finishing. And then we know Shogun's kind of style with all this. I mean, is it is it better to play this one just more as like a as as a as a do not go the distance type thing, or do you have a real opinion on who wins this? Yeah, I don't have a strong opinion on who wins it. I mean, OSP is like another guy who's been kind of hard to predict at times. He's had some off nights. You know, he's had some nights where he's lost as a favorite, and he just didn't look like, you know, whether it was like decision-making or just like kind of confidence and, and killer instincts. Like, like OSP has had some problems, you know, and that's why I think that he's always had a lot of like physical attributes and athletic talent, but... um you know, he's, he hasn't really been that, that really consistent, reliable guy where you just know what's going to happen in an OSP fight. It's interesting when you talk about the total. I could see it going both ways, Matt. I mean, like you said, their styles kind of lend themselves to finishes, but I also think that Shogun is sort of in that, that stage of his career. You, some, you sometimes see this with the older guys, that they learn how to um, defend themselves and to take less damage. You know, as you get older in your career, it's like you just don't want to get into these places these battles where you're taking a lot of, of damage and sometimes it's like these fights can look like sparring matches you know just because these guys are mm-hmm. so well seasoned they're so experienced they like like I, I think about tyron woodley as like the most great example like he he kind of stopped putting himself into firefights and he would lose but he would not take much damage you know i, I wonder if uh, i always get kind of nervous because like with a fight dealing with somebody like a shogun because what if he just comes out and says hey you know like i, I want to win this fight of course but I'm going to be I'm going to be selective with my shots. I'm going to be efficient with my energy, and I don't want to take a whole lot of damage. So I could see this fight going over, but um, I don't blame you for for kind of looking at the under. Real quick before we get to the co-main and main, uh, Michael Chandler and Tony Ferguson. Michael Chandler fell short his last two fights, but Tony Ferguson hasn't been around for over a year now. Um, can he present even the slightest challenge to Chandler in this, as you see it? I am. Uh... I'm, I'm going against the grain on this one. I think Tony is going to put on a good performance. I think that Tony was really bitter and uh, not in a good space mentally when everything happened with the pandemic and he lost the Khabib fight again. He never got to fight that guy. And then he had to fight Justin Gaethje and he lost that fight terribly. Um, but if you look at what Tony, for, like, I just don't think mentally he's been in a great place. I think he, he just wasn't happy. And if you listen to him this week, he says, like, I'm having fun again. And a lot of guys say that. But I do think that he kind of came to this acknowledgement of, um, you know, I'm concentrating on the wrong things. I need to concentrate on competition. Whether or not that's enough to beat Michael Chandler, we'll see. I mean, Michael Chandler is the big favorite for obviously, obvious, obvious, obvious reasons. But I am giving Tony a chance in this. I really, really, really am. I think this fight's going to be closer than people think. I could be wrong, of course, but I, 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 I believe it's going to be a good fight. Ferguson, about $3 in that one. Yeah, co-main here. Uh, Rose, a little over a $2 favorite. You're getting about plus 175 180 something like that on Carla Esparza. Brett, I've heard a bunch of smart people that you and I both know who are – at the price, right, that, that they're really liking kind of Esparza, that nearly two-to-one number that uh, that you're able to get on her. Um, 
where where do you see this uh, kind of landing? And I mean, is is Rose valid of being you know minus two ten, minus two twenty ish? Yeah, I mean, the, the 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 path to victory is there, right? I mean, I think that's probably why people like the price is that we've seen it before. We obviously we've seen it with Carla herself, so that was years ago. But we've also seen others sort of implement this strategy against Rose, where you can be physical with her, you can pressure her, you can take away some of the footwork and the distance and the feints and everything if you just pressure her and put her on the ground. And Carlos Barza is one of, if not the best, straw weights at doing that. I do think that Rose is just in a different place. I mean, she's obviously, she was young, very young for throughout her, her a lot of her UFC career. She was in big fights at a young age. Now I just think she's mature, and I think she's embracing the role of the champion. Um, but Rose is another one, you know, that just is, is kind of hard to predict sometimes. Like, she, she has off nights, and Carla does have the tools to beat her. I think that it's so obvious what Carla has to do that it's going to be an uphill battle. And I think that Rose has has gotten better at what she needs to do in order to win this fight. Um, but it does not surprise me that some of the Sharps are really looking at Carla as far as I can say. I mean, you've seen it happen before. And Carla flies so under the radar. So you probably are getting a little bit of value in the price. But I do think it's going to be an uphill battle for Carla. I hate that we only have 30 seconds for this one. But main event, Oliveira, Gaethje, what you got here? 30 seconds. I got Gaethje. I think I, I, I just I just I like I, you know how you just sometimes feel it's, it's some guy's night and I think it's a bad stylistic matchup for Charles. Charles is obviously one of the best finishers in the entire UFC history, so he's a favorite for a reason. He's a champ, but I'd be looking at Gaethje with at plus money. Plus one fifty, what we're showing up on the screen here, Brett. We appreciate it, man. Sorry we had such a short time there, but we thank you for coming on. No, it's my fault. I'm long-winded, guys. Anytime. Thank <laughs> no, you. No, it's wonderful. Brett Okamoto, everybody. Follow him, of course, on Twitter at B-Okamoto ESP. Home run, Mount Castle! There you go. It's a way Two home run night. The official Major League Baseball player of primetime action. We've done all we can do. The nightcap is next for Circa. Sean King, Tim Murray, and Joy from VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. <laughs> 